You're listening to This Foul Earth. Just want to follow me this way. Well, where to start? Uh, start at the start, is it? Uh, my, uh, my name's Stuart Cleary. Uh, it was my dad's name. And it's my son's name and all. And uh, I own and run Cleary's Motor Sales. We're just off the A4042, uh, not far from Abergavenny. 40 years we've been open, right? We've seen it all, we've done it all. So with that, right, uh, I'll ask you something now. Something of a trade secret. What do you think the number one problem is for used car dealers? Nope. Nope. You want to know? I'll tell you what it is. It's perverts running onto the forecourt at night and trying to kiss all the cars. Seriously. Yep. Now you tell the man on the street about that. And if he believes you, which most won't, he'll think twice before coming to your dealership, won't he? He might go somewhere else. But the truth is, no matter where you go for a used car, no matter how remote, no matter how hard to get to, that used car dealer has had perverts copying down next to the goods and giving all the cars tender little smooches on the on the door panels and on the on the bonnet and sometimes the windows. They're not doing anything explicit now. I, I, I want to be clear about that. But they're coming onto the forecourts at night, right? They're, they're dressed up like they're in bloody happy days, man. You know, they got sweaters tied around their shoulders and they got flowers and chocolates. It was one fella. He laid out a blanket. And he brought a picnic basket, lit a bunch of candles. We we found all sorts. I I found roses stuffed in the wipers. I found one of them. He there was we had a 2016 Jag mint condition. He fed it a load of chocolate truffles in the petrol tank. They think it's romantic, see. And they'll sit there if you let them. They'll sit there half an hour sometimes, romancing the cars like they're at a bloody school dance, right? Talking to them, and then you see them inching closer, closer, right? They'll be holding the door handle. They think that's holding hands. I think. Which, uh, to me, the front tyres are the hands, surely, right? But there's no logic to it, right? They even do that, you know that thing where you go, you know, and you put your arm around them, right? They do that, right? They struggle if they're sitting, because we've got a lot of hatchbacks, right? And then before you know it, they're kissing the panelling, they're dribbling all over them, and God knows what. We've got a video here, in fact. Let me just, uh, just see if I can, uh, right, hang on, hang on. Right, I've got to hear somewhere now. We put a microphone under the car for this one, out of view. We have CCTV running 24 hours, but this one's this one's got the audio. And we keep this one, and we show it to new starters. Because when you tell them, they never believe you, right? Here it is. Right, see this? Right. Okay, he's walking onto the forecourt there. Hello. Just in his bow tie, smoothing his eyes. Nervous, look. He's nervous. Right? And he's... Uh, Gonna fast forward this bit a little bit. Uh, oh, this is it. No, right. So he was on about uh, yeah, he was on about problems at home and all the rest of it. They spoil their guts out to these cars. Not a happy home life from the sounds of it. Oh, she'd be off the scene. Don't worry. Well, she she basically is now. But it, it would just be you and me. And this is what I'm saying. You know, I I need someone who, who can lift me up. You know, uh, you know, so so that me and you. We can lift each other up, you know, or, 
history. You know, if you look at um, uh, you know, uh, Charles and Diana. And, Not uh, the example I would have picked, but uh, there you go. Oh, I forgot about this. But most, most importantly, I, I just want you to know that oh. I, I would treat you like a queen. I, I, would, I would have you on an off-road driveway, and that is not because of the insurance savings. It's because you deserve it. And if I took you to the car wash, I would go through it with you, side by side. I, I would be walking next to you. Are you getting this? You're Some this up. places don't let you do that. But a, a lot of supermarket petrol stations, they have they have unmanned car washes uh, around the back now. Yeah. It's a, it gives you a leg ache, that, doesn't it? Put a, a token yeah, that sort machine. of thing, it just sets me on edge. But, but we could be alone there. I want to get wet with you. You know, I, I, I want to feel those... Feel those spinning sponge ropes right. uh, lashing our bodies together. Here we are. Right. Would it be alright if I am? Oh, <laughs> you are a naughty little Mondeo, aren't you? Oh, come here. So you get the idea, right? I didn't believe in myself at first. Uh, let me just turn this off. Uh, my old man smart me up when I started showing an interest in taking over you know and I, I smartened my boys up not long back but when you think about it you know you notice that most used car dealerships are out of town you know they're on industrial parks out of town shopping parks that sort of thing and you might say well they need the space and they, and they can't pay city centre prices nothing to do with it Right. used car dealerships are some of the most profitable concerns in the country the truth is if you're in the city centre you get people coming home from the boozer or driving past as they may do and what do they see a bunch of slobbering buffoons with gravel all over the arse of their chinos their eyes are rolled back in their heads and they're just French kissing the cars it's not good for business right? and I don't mean to disconcert you but this is the reality of it you know why do you think why do you think you know outside of a used car dealers why do you think we've got those low chains out the front you know those those chains about eight inches off the ground. You know the ones. Well, if someone's going to steal a car, what's that going to do? Nothing. It's not for that. It's prevention, right? We catch them in the night, get in their jollies, right? We've got a whole operation. We see them on the infrared. We've got an air horn. We blow that, and that scatters them, right? And then they chip over the little chain because it's dark. And what we do is we roll them up into a tarp. We buckle it around the middle. We've got fabric belts, and then we call the rosers. Most of them, they're off with a caution. You know, we're not trying to ruin people's lives here. We've had all sorts doing it. You know, we've had high-flying professionals, you know, people... Names that people know, in some cases. The only thing I have observed, right, is always men. Always men. I've never seen a woman do it. Ever. Now, I don't know if that's just that they're better at it than men, and I've never spotted them, or maybe they just don't have the interest, you know? And there's loads of things that women are just not interested in, you know, like... um uh, just like they've got stuff that they're interested in and we're not bothered you know like um uh uh like uh, like bras or something tweets their own is what i'm saying so this was about uh i want to say about eight months ago we got 24-hour surveillance of course because of what i just said Oh, and another thing, right, here's a little tip. You go to a used car place, if you're ever in the market to buy a car, ask them this, how many do you get a night? And if they act dumb, 
Just say, look, I know, all right? I'm in the business, and I know. So how many do you get a night? And if they still don't know what you're talking about, don't buy a car there. These lot, they don't date lemons. I don't know how they know, honestly, right? But if you get a new motor on the court and someone hasn't tried to plant a smacker on it on the windshield by the end of the week, get it down the garage. Timing belt, whatever it is, something's wrong with it. If I was buying a car and they swore on their kids that they never had a prowler, I wouldn't buy a motor there. They don't do daft motors and, and they don't do private ownership, believe it or not. You think, you would think like the NCP, that would be chumming the water for this long. But for some reason, privately owned cars don't do it for them. It's got to be dealers. I got curious once. I pinned one of them down after we got him in the tap. And I said, why us? You know, why don't you, why don't you go down the airport long stay? You know, because you would think, especially there, endless choice, next to no traffic, no chance of being disturbed. But I didn't get any sense out of him at all. When they're prowling, it's like they're not human. You know, they're all charmed with the cars. But if you interrupt them, they're just slobbering their pure instincts. Some of them, they're still kissing the tarp, even when the plot have turned up to ID them. You know, some of them, they're just shivering on their side like a newborn deer, just twitching, they're so wound up, you know. It's like they're off the planet. I don't know what causes it. Stu reckons it's a moon thing. Don't you, Stu? Stu. Honest to God. It's like talking to the fucking wall in here, it really is. I said, you know the prowlers? Yeah. You reckon it's a moon thing, don't you? Don't know. Could be. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah, about eight months ago, we noticed we had a regular, right? That's not unusual, right? They tend to come back if they take a fancy to a particular car. And this lad was young. And it's not like it's not like we never get young ones. You know, you do sometimes, but it's unusual. It's usually older fellas. And this lad was about, I don't know, I'd say about 25, I'd have said. But there was something about him. It just seemed different, you know? I don't know what caused me to do it, but I got the microphone out. And I put it into this, he'd been eyeing up this Land Rover. I thought, let's hear what Loverboy's saying. He was nothing like the others. He was, he was calm, he was collected, he was focused, right? And he kept his distance, right? He stayed standing, he didn't sit down, he was more alert, you know? Really, really unusual, that was. Really, really unusual. He beat the tarp a couple of times, and that was what made me think he was different. We threw a net on him in the end, but he, he was quick, mind. Well, we caught him on tape three times. And with a repeat offenders, the police can usually convict, if we have the evidence. But I looked into his eyes, and this wasn't some lunatic like all the others, this one was so it was different, I just knew it. And he was a young lad, he had his whole life out of him, you know? They took him down the station, I listened back to his tape, and he says to this Land Rover, it doesn't matter to me that your panels are Japanese aftermarket. And it was like a jolt of lightning. I, th I thought that was an all-original Land Rover Deluxe. So I had my boys take the panels off. 80s aftermarket, made in Japan. I went straight down the station, they had him in the lockup, but they let me talk to him. We have a few Land Rover experts on land, and nobody else has spotted the panels. I hadn't spotted them. So I says to him, how did you spot that? He said, I just really like them. I says, all right, what else? And he says, well, I'm not having to go, but whoever done that axle on the Renault out the front, uh, they didn't get the right axle. They'll run fine, but the wheels are never true. They'll always be off by about half an inch. Half an inch too high. So we got on the forks, half an inch. Exactly. Exactly. It was amazing. And the, the police said, what do you want to do with him? And I thought... Would that be justice? You know, sending a young man, no older than my youngest, sending him into the prison system? You know, the slobberers, the prowlers, you just want him gone. But this fella had talent, clearly. I said to him, you come back tomorrow, I won't press charges, right? And he's at my door, he sat where you're sitting now, the morning after, and I said, look, you've clearly got a real passion for this, what do you want to do? 
he said his real passion was planes, right? But he said he'd love to work with cars, but he can't trust himself around them, and I get that. So I thought, you know, I wanted to help him. It was obviously something about him. I felt for him. There's nothing around here for youngsters, you know? And he obviously applied himself to seminar, at least. He's just taking it too far, you know what I mean? I said, right, you come back here tomorrow, and I'll get you on the assessments. So if somebody brings a car in, you give it the once over and give me your professional opinion, you know? And I expected slips, you know. I said, if you ever feel like you're getting too carried on, we've got a room off the showroom, had no car stuff in it at all, not even a calendar with photos of cars in it, right? Just a bunch of potted plants and a chair. I said, if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, you feel the urge, go and sit with the plants, right? Oh, it was magic, absolute magic. Right, honestly, what you couldn't spot, somebody brought a Fiesta in. This was probably the most common car, maybe not now, but for a time it was. So we got this four-year-old Fiesta, it looked fine, right? 40k on it, ran nice, he said the clock's off. Before he'd even looked under the hood, he heard it from the way it ran. I, ra I had my boys take it apart, they really studied it. Sure enough, they rolled 15,000 miles off it. Right? He did that with every car that came in, and he was always honest, really just incredible knowledge and appreciation. You know, if it was, a, you know, like a non-original fuse board, he'd spot it. Window rollers in the back don't match. Maybe it's been in the bump, he's clocked that. Of course, every, everybody here knew where he was from. They all knew he was a prowler. But I said to him, I said, I hear so much as a snigger while he's on site and none of you will work here again. I said that to my kids as well. I said, I'm not having it. And I know he probably got some funny looks, but I spoke to him often. I really took him into my wing. I asked him one day what he'd like to do more than anything in the world. You know, like a bucket list type of thing. And he, he said he loved, he, he'd love to go on Mastermind. That's what he said. Love to go on Mastermind, uh, Land Ra uh, Land Rover models or something like that, you know, specialist topic. I said, well, you're more than good enough. I thought, that's so sad, you know. He's got this wonderful talent, and just because he's got some bad connections up here, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he fell, uh, like, fell lip first onto a car when he was a teenager and just liked the feel or however it happens. I'm not a doctor, you know. But because of that, he feels like he has to hide it away because he just can't stop kissing him, you know. It was all golden for over six weeks. You know, he was getting on famous with the boys, and between you and me, I thought, yeah, my sons are crap, honestly. i got crap sons, right? And if they look deep within themselves, I'd probably tell you the same. I thought, if, if they're just spending all day on Instagram in a couple of years, like they are now, I could pass the business on, to, well, I'm not going to say his name, right? But I was honestly that impressed with him. And I checked in with him every week, you know? Everything under control, and you can tell me if it's not, honestly. And he said, you know, sometimes it's hard, but I just want to get past all that and do something good. So it comes to the Thursday, and I'm on till one in the morning, right? I was on prowler duty, right? They don't tend to go past midnight, so we stay here till one in the morning, right? I look on the infrared, I see him. It was him. I didn't want to accept it at first. I thought he must have just, I don't know, forgotten, so forgotten his phone charger or something, coming back to get it. Right? I watched him like a hawk, and then, well, he starts circling the Land Rover, doesn't he? I thought, don't do it. Please, God, don't. Not this, right? And then he starts idly running his finger along the bonnet, leans in, give the wing mirror a little peck, doesn't he? Like that. And that's all it was. He wasn't one for the big carry-on. He was just giving him a few pecks. He was dead gentle. But I just saw red. Like actual, not the infrared, like actual red. Right? I felt that was a slap in the face. Right? I goes out there. I, I don't even bother with the horn. I says, I calls his name. I said, don't you move a muscle. I'm proper shouting now. The rest of them scatter. But I'm so incensed. I goes over. I kicks them all out the tarp. They go scattering with their cheap wine. One of them brought a bloody acoustic guitar, and I'm not proud to say it, but I put my foot clean through it. I was so angry. So I storms back to him. I've got this cheap flamenco guitar on my ankle, but I can see he's freaking out, right? And I say, what the bloody hell is this? Like, this is how you repay me. Like, I looks down for someone to throw at him. I ended up throwing a pot of hummus at him for one of the picnics, right? And he just sprints off into the night. He looks back at me once he's on the road. And I could see he's well enough. I said, don't you ever come back here. And that was the last thing I said to him. I've replayed that in my mind, I don't know, probably six or seven times a day since then. Six months or so, just torturing myself with it, you know.
because it was heat at the moment, you know? I'd, I felt like he'd lied to me, right? Like he'd be taking me for a ride. I got, I got back in the office and I thought, what have I done? You know, because, you know, he hadn't lied to me. Not really. He was, and I stand by this, he was the best worker we ever had here. And I didn't understand him. So I lashed out, right? And just like that, he was gone. I tried desperately to get him back for about two months. I, I laid a picnic blanket out with some candles next to the Land Rover trying to get him back. That was never his style anyway. But I thought maybe you'll see that. You'll see that's me trying to make amends, you know, in my own way for being a foolish old man. You know, I just, I just wanted him to know. But he never came back. I, I asked around at the garages. I, ch I checked the police station. Nobody had seen him. I went to his house. He was gone. I said he moved away. And I just... I don't know. I felt like I failed him. He could have been some in here, I thought. And I, I threw it all away. Over. It wasn't, it wasn't even a mistake, really. You know, it was just... I just cut me deep, that did. You know? Really did. But anyway. So a month ago now. Eh, I'm at home. I've switched the mobile off. I just wanted dinner with the missus without the blower going all night. Right? And we've got the telly on in the background. And I'm reading one of my detective books. I love those. And my missus says, yeah, there's somebody on Mastermind doing Land Rovers. And I look up. And it was him. <laughs> he looked fantastic. You know, I, I, was, I was really pleased to see him. You know, He didn't get a question wrong. Not one. About the cars. I mean, you know, his, his general knowledge was quite poor. But he's young, you know. Like, I, I don't know who directed Apocalypse now, do you? Alright, well, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, and I, I, will, I was at least twice his age, you know? And, the, and, a, and a bit more, for good measure, like. But, uh, but they asked him before they, before they do the questions, they said, what do you do for a living? And he said, uh, I recently got a job in research and development at Boeing. And it just felt, I don't know, it was like this enormous weight, you know, this, this worry. I'd, I'd forgot, it's just gone, like that. Because I've seen what can happen to prowlers who get too far into it. It can ruin your life, right? And I was chuffed for him. I really was. Because I thought, if you like kissing stuff with engines, that's paradise, isn't it? You know? And he's probably got a key card, so we can do that in private, you know? And who's going to notice a few lip marks on a 747, you know? I did think about getting in touch, but i got to be honest, I was ashamed, you know? We don't turn the prowlers over to the Rosers anymore. That was my concession to him, in a way. I thought, you know, these blokes... They got a problem, they, you know, and we can just show them away. You know, we can clear up a few champagne flutes and the odd lip mark. Got some skin off our nose, is it? You know, nothing compared to what could happen to them. If he is listening, if this ever goes out, I just want to say, I don't know. I'm proud of you, son. I'm really proud of you.